Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to a sermon podcast from Salem Lutheran Church. For more information, please stay tuned at the end of the sermon. church year calendar the last Sunday of the church year. Uh, Previously was always known as Christ the King Sunday, but with the emphasis on end times, we're going to be looking at uh, this Christ the King coming in all his glory with the holy angels for judgment day. So with that in mind, we're going to be considering the beautiful words recorded in Matthew chapter 25. Our first lesson for this last Sunday of the church year is found recorded in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, beginning at the ninth verse. I continued to watch until thrones were set up, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair on his head was like pure wool. His throne was flames of fire, its wheels were blazing fire. A river of fire flowed from his presence, Thousands upon thousands served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. I kept watching the night visions, and there in the clouds of heaven, I saw one like a son of man coming. He came to the Ancient of Days, and he was brought before him. To him was given dominion, honor, and a kingdom. All peoples, nations, and language will worship him. His dominion is an eternal dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is found recorded in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning at the 13th verse. St. Paul writes, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who have fallen asleep, so that you do not grieve in the same way as the others who have no hope. Indeed, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, then in the same way we also believe that God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep through Jesus. In fact, we tell you this by the word of the Lord. We who are alive and left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not go on ahead of those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore encourage one another with these words, the word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Our text for consideration is found recorded in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25, beginning at the 31st verse. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne And all the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. 
He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to drink. You gave me food to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was lacking clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or lacking clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? Then the king will answer them, Amen, I tell you, just as you did for the one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire which is prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you did not give me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you did not give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Lacking clothes, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not take care of me. Then they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or lacking clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not serve you? At that time, he will answer them, Amen, I tell you. Just as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. And they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when I usually ask people which book of the Bible would you like to study next, oftentimes uh, revelation comes up. Because people find themselves fascinated by revelation. And, and so let's study that one. And the number of times that I've taught it over the years, the book of Revelation, the same trend has always happened. I could have like a couple dozen people attend the Bible class, and by the end, I'll be left with about five or six. People start dwindling away because people find themselves quite disturbed and alarmed and, and quite overwhelmed by some of these prophecies, these picture languages. Oh, how powerful they are and, and in fact, quite disturbing. And along with that disturbance is all the false teachings that are out there concerning revelation. Because of this, I am one who truly believes that scripture interprets scripture, so use the easier passages to explain the harder ones. And when it comes to the book of Revelation, my first lesson is always not the first verses of Revelation, but instead a study on Matthew 24 and 25, where the Lord himself pulled his disciples took them to his side on the Mount of Olives and explained to them the end of Jerusalem, or rather the destruction of the temple, and along with it, Judgment Day itself. The words that are before us are actually the very final words that he will speak on this matter. And these words are powerful. They explain so beautifully in such simple words, 
what the last day is going to be like. And you can sum it up in one word. Judgment. This will be a day of judgment. This will be the day when the king of glory himself will return on the last day. And this is no king like any other. This is the king of kings and the lord of lords. This is a king that was prophesied long ago. This is a king who will come to rule with justice and righteousness. With justice, he is the one who came and, and suffered the punishment for our sins, which God demanded for sin. He is the one who, with his perfect life, would win for us righteousness, which is the ticket to heaven. And then he would be a king like no other, for his king will be a king that will rule forever. All kings and kingdoms come and go, but this one will never end. Not even Satan himself can end this kingdom. And now we're told he comes in glory. The first time this king came, our Lord Jesus, he came with great humility. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He, he was born in a stall, laid in a manger. This was the very Lord who said he did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now he will come with glory and all the holy angels with them. And this king of glory, he calls himself the son of man. Out of all the names that were used to describe Jesus, even the very names that Jesus would use himself, son of man is the one he used the most. It reminds us that the very son of God is the son of man. He took on human flesh. The opposite is not true. He's not a man who just simply took on divine power, but he is the son of God who came in the flesh in order to take our place and to be our substitute. He offered himself as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the entire world, and his invitation is that through faith in him, we are saved. This is the king. He is the very savior himself who will be coming on the last day. And when he comes, he will be sending out his holy angels and gathering up the living and the dead. The entire world, even those to come before this day, will be standing before the throne of God. And they will be judged. Adam and Eve included, our very first parents, absolutely. And he will separate the sheep from the goats like a shepherd. And there's one thing you must understand about a shepherd. A shepherd can tell the difference between a goat and a sheep. In fact, you don't even have to be a shepherd to see that. You can go to the, the, to the fair and be able to instantly tell the difference between a sheep and a goat. And therefore, there will be no mistake on the last day when he separates the sheep from the goats. The sheep will be placed on his right. They are the believers. The goats will be placed on his left. They are the unbelievers. And they will all be judged. My dear friends, this last day, this judgment day, 
is going to be a day of pure joy and anticipation and comfort. But it will also be a day of great horror. A professor of mine in college, he would say that the last day is going to be the greatest and the worst day in the history of this world. And for those who, who believed in the Lord Jesus, for those who trusted in Jesus as their personal Savior, they will be the sheep. They will be the ones who, who will be looking forward to seeing the Lord, their very Savior. They're not going to have to live by faith anymore because now they get to live by sight. They get to see with their own eyes the very Savior that they believed in, the very Savior that they took to heart through the very word of God, his word. The unbelievers, they're going to be looking at the very God whom they're going to have to confess, Jesus is Lord. They're still going to be unbelievers, and, and on the last day they will still have their excuses and, and, and hold to their unbelief, but they're going to have to confess that he is real the very one that they have rejected their entire life. And they will face the wrath and condemnation of the Almighty. This reminds us what the purpose of our life is. Our life is not just simply to live. Our life is not just simply to survive, like holding to the principle, survival of the fittest. No, the purpose of our life is to prepare and to prepare for the coming of our Lord. And only through faith in Jesus Christ are you prepared. And when that last day comes, know that that judgment will come with evidence. For the very judge himself will also be a prosecutor. And keep in mind that all trials always have to come with evidence. And the Lord does not withhold his evidence. He will say to those on his right, the believers, he will say to them, Come, you who are blessed by my Father. And when it comes to the blessing of the Lord, this is not just mere lip service. This is the Lord doing something. And notice what he's doing. He goes on to say, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. He speaks of, of this as inheriting the kingdom, because this is your inheritance. This is what God is giving you. It's not because you have earned it. It's because the very Savior won it for you, and now the gift is personally yours. This is the final piece of our redemption, to be taken to the glories of heaven. No more sin, death, punishment, no more Satan, no more temptations, no more horror. For the old order of things are gone. And then the evidence. For I was hungry and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was lacking clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Notice that the evidence isn't based on some great supernatural acts of works. In other words, he doesn't say, I was sick and you cured me. 
or I was in prison and you freed me. He didn't say that. And notice that he doesn't come with the evidence of sin. He doesn't list all their sins and all the reasons that they don't deserve to go to heaven at all. Remember, Jesus has washed us clean with his sacrifice on the cross, paying the debt for our sins once and for all. What he brings up as evidence is fruits of faith. Now, we are not saved by what we're doing. By what we do, we're saved through faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. But keep in mind that faith without works is dead. Faith lives. Faith loves. Faith loves to love in keeping with God's holy will and all to God's glory. And it showed itself in the way that people treated another to give glory to God is to go and show kindness and love to another human being. They asked in obviously complete humility, they responded, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you and lacking clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the Lord's answer is, Amen, I tell you, just as you did it for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. They lived out of thankful love for the Lord that they couldn't live without. When it came to the goats and to the unbelievers and to those on his left, the Lord said the most dreaded words that could ever come out of the mouth of the Lord. The Lord said to them, the king of glory said, depart from me. You who are cursed. He didn't just spank their hands and said, you did a big naughty. Instead, he replies, into the eternal fire, which is prepared for the devil and his angels. God didn't originally make hell for mankind to go to. It was originally made for the devil and his angels who rejected the Lord in unbelief. And now hell is for all those who are going to join the devil in that same unbelief. And the evidence? I was hungry and you did not give me food to eat. I was thirsty and you did not give me anything to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Lacking clothes and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not take care of me. There was no fruits of faith because there was no faith. And then the king will answer, or they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or lacking clothes or sick or in prison and did not serve you? These are not words coming from one who is being humble before the Lord, who is serving the Lord naturally. But these are excuses, ultimately blaming the Lord. Lord, why don't you just tell me what to do and I'll do it? did. For all who believe in the Lord shall not perish but have eternal life. And that they rejected. And the king will reply. At that time, amen I tell you, just as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. The question is, who are these least 
Earlier he spoke of him as least of the brothers. So many commentators see it as this is how you treated another Christian. Some will see it as saying brothers in the sense of this is how you treated mankind, you know, fellow people, and especially those who would be in need who fit this and who need help because they cannot help themselves. I've heard some commentators go so far as to say the least of these is as a phrase that Jesus oftentimes used to speak of children, and, and let's not overlook the unborn child and how you treat that, dear child. My dear friends, the way we treat one another is evidence of our faith. This is a fruit of faith. So be aware, my dear friends, that as we give glory to God, we do so. Not holding grudges, not getting even, but out of love. Treat each other with the love that God gave us when he saved us from our sins. The ultimate love. Then Jesus will say to those on his right, he calls them the righteous, will go to eternal life. But the unbelievers will go away to eternal punishment. And that will be forever. The thing we must all understand here with these beautiful words, and they are powerful, that this is not fantasy. This is not a fairy tale. This is real. Heaven is real. And along with it, hell is very real. You can wish that hell doesn't exist, but that doesn't make hell go away. You can deny that there's even a heaven because you might believe that once you're dead, you're dead. But that doesn't take away the fact that heaven is real. And along with that reality is the fact that our Savior is real. The Savior who came to, to save us is the King of glory. And that's real. He will come on the last day. That's real. Yes, we do not know when he is going to return, but we know that he is going to return. And for the believers, that will be the best day in the history of this world. And that's real. And therefore, as you're living your life, live it with eyes focused on where they belong on the one who matters the most, the King of glory, our Savior, and to him be the glory forever. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a sermon podcast from Salem Evangelical Lutheran Church. If you have any further questions or would like to learn more about Salem Lutheran and its ministry, please check out our website at www.salemevlutheran.org. Once again, that is www.salemevlutheran.org. 
L-U-T-H-E-R-A-N dot O-R-G. May God bless you today and every day.